What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 10 to 16, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 19th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. And I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is my friend, James Milhorn. This guy's heart is pure gold and his laugh is contagious. We talk about knowing our kids, how to communicate with them, and ensuring we are showing up for our family with our best. Enjoy meeting my friend, James. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. James, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes, dude. It's so good to see your face. How are you? Awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Good to see your face, too. Absolutely. Dude, so today is like a really exciting day. Today is February 13th, 2023, and tomorrow is the published date for Adventure of Fatherhood, the Father-Son Edition. And you were a massive contributor to our Kickstarter campaign. Dude, I'm deeply grateful. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, man, absolutely. I was uh, honored, man, to be a part of it, to see uh, everything that you're doing and everything that uh, this book will do for people, especially fathers, man. And it's uh, it's just so God-inspiring and God-honoring what you're doing with this, bro. Like, I wanted to be a part 100%, and I'm just mm. excited for you on this journey and, and excited to watch you grow yourself with this and with other dads along the way. Dude, thank you. Man, it means the world, you know. And what's so cool is it's been such a process. I actually am putting out – so tomorrow it publishes, and then Friday I, I recorded a podcast of me talking about the the – the timeline. And I didn't really realize, but the first time, like I had the revelation of adventure of fatherhood or whatever you want to call it, the idea was March of 2018. And I didn't really realize like, Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. So anyways, you'll have to listen to it. And, um, I mean, I'll share it at the book release party on Friday night, but I start crying on the podcast. So if you listen to this and you want to hear me cry like a baby, it's hilarious. Uh, it'll be up on Friday. Um, but, uh, it wouldn't be possible without people like you. And, you know, one of the raddest things we did, I think with the Kickstarter campaign is those who gave at that highest legacy level, which you did got to put a quote and your name in the back of the book. So like on the first printing edition, it's really cool. There's like about 15 names with a quote and, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty epic, bro. Yeah, that's, it was cool to be able to like immortalize that too in a book for, forever, you know, for dads or whoever reads that or whoever gets uh, inspired or gets some direction or gets anything that uh, uh, anyone could get from reading that book, man, it's cool that it's in there. And it's just for anybody to see for, uh, for all of time now. Yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. So living in Hawaii, you know, most of my homies and family and whatnot are in California. So that's how we're doing the book release in California on Friday, which you're such a stud. You're coming to all the way from Texas, which is Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is wild. I'm like, are you seriously coming from Texas? Um, which is just like, wow. It moves me that, that you would care. But we, last night we did a little party at my house with our friends that we've made in Hawaii. But what was so cool about it is later that night, one of the ladies texted me a picture of her husband reading the book to her, his two children. And I'm like, yes, bro, that is it. It was just, it was like, that's, that's, that's the purpose. So good. Yeah, so I love that. I love that, man. That, and and it's it's because it'll be able to be so like friggin' used awesome by by these dads that read it, and will be able to get like, just so much out of it from personal experience and for direction and these things that we all yeah. crave as fathers. You know, that's yes. the biggest thing. It's like we have these things that are ingrained in us, right, as fathers and. And looking towards God, our Father, our Heavenly Father, right? And who is just Abba Father to us. And it's mm. 
it gives us that like just deep level of of wanting to do that for our children as well and yeah. some straight direction and straight you know just just realization of these things through that man it's just gonna move it's gonna move dads move families move people bro it's it's friggin epic Dude, that's my hope bro it's just it's, it's identity like we all want to know who we are and and a lot of us men aren't invited into our role and that's the hope uh, but dude, this is about you. So let's talk about you. Two quick things though. One is it's warm outside. So you're probably going to hear birds chirping because I got the van doors open. So you're going to hear some birds. And then Why? two, you know how, I know you guys have been having crazy weather in Texas, but we don't need to talk For about sure. that. Um, okay. You know how there's moments in your life. So I want to give you a compliment right here. There's moments in your life that you remember forever, right? It was like a significant moment. I, we've, we haven't really spent a lot of time together, but I have a significant moment where I can shut my eyes and put myself here. I spoke at a rise up Kings event and I got on stage and I spoke about marriage. I was also a, a participant in the event for the weekend and I was sitting next to you. And when I got off stage and I sat next to you, I have this written in my journal. You gave me one of the top compliments I've ever gotten in my life. And it really resonated with my soul. And so I just want to say thank you for one, seeing me and two, being man enough to tell it to me because it is a part of shaping my journey. When I got off stage, you said to me, Ned, your talk was great, but I could tell you weren't just regurgitating something you learned by reading a book. I can tell you lived what you just shared. And it really meant a lot to me that you saw me Right. Because I think as men, we want to share our wisdom, but, but many times we find ourselves just sharing something we're reiterating, not something we've actually done or lived. And you notice that about me. So just thank you for that moment. And thank you for, um, for such a wonderful compliment, man. Man, thank you for that. I didn't even know that was so, uh, inspirational or, or made such an impact on you, but it just goes to show, right? What little impact we think that we make too as men. And when we do reach out and say, because during that event too, and through our process, you know, of rise up Kings and this stuff, part of my, I guess, self discovery of this was a sense of being confident and courageous and feeling worthy to be able to share that and give that to you, right. From a sincere mm -hmm. place in my heart. And so my challenge has been when I feel led by the spirit to do that, to act more. And, and those were early onsets of me actually acting out what that word that I got or that I felt or whatever was given to you. So that really resonates to me. You telling me that because uh, God is here all around us and he give us mm -hmm. these nudges and he gives us these things and expect us to act, especially as men, you know, and, and, uh, I think we all have a little bit of a confidence play at times dealing with other yeah. men or high level men, you know? Yeah. I think what you said is just so critical. Like if you feel a nudge to say something, just do it. You may never see the results or see the work that it does. Like, and the only reason I'm sharing it with you is because we're having this kind of connection now. I may never have. So dudes, if you feel you're a nudge to do something, just take the action. It, it, it makes impact. Um, all right, bro. Let's talk about you. So how old do you find yourself today? I am 39 years old, staring at big 40 in October, bro. I'm going to, okay. So you're 40 in October. I'm 40. I'm 40 in July last night or Saturday, Saturday night. We looked at all of our pictures from 2022 as a family and it's cool because y'all see like, oh, Brody, your hair was so short. Look how long it is now. Like we, you see these things, but dude, I aged this year. I look a heck of old. That was what I noticed from looking at pictures from last year. Like 40s coming, baby. Dude, so many wrinkles on my eyes and so much gray in my beard. But dude, here we go. Going after it. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. So as you approach 40, is there anything, you know, cause like milestones are milestones. Is there anything that you're thinking about or looking forward towards or, or anticipating that you want to do in your forties? Like, is there any, or, or maybe there's an accomplishment you, you want before you turn 40, you got anything like stern in you about this milestone? Man, you know, uh, I would have said like staring at 29, 
staring at 30, that was a birthday for me where I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting, I'm not in my 20s, I'm old. I think I actually set, um, this was kind of back before I was a little bit more on the straight and narrow, but I, <laughs> I, actually, I think I sat in my driveway and drank a bottle of whiskey and just kind of set in disbelief that I was going to be 30 because I was always, you know, set in, set in youth, I guess, or my identity uh, uh, revolved around youth, like, uh, you know, being a younger business uh, leader and all this other stuff, right? And so I guess sitting there at 30, 29 to 30 was just like, you know, uh, it was almost like I was sad in that, you know, now with all and everything that I've done through my 30s and I'm now looking at 40, you know, I don't really think that there's anything like big, like on set that's like, oh man, I want to capture this or whatever. Um, it was more so kind of like, you know, these questions that we, we've talked about before too and like here was more it's just the time of how much faster time feels to be rolling on uh, for me now yeah it it rolls on so much faster like i blink and the week's done or i blink and right. we're through basketball season with the kids or whatever and so i'm not so so i guess i'm the other way looking at 40 it was more of a not wanting to look so far down the road i want to be really really present mm, with my kids. yes and enjoy this last bit of, of, you know, I have a 14 year old and 11 year old. And for me, you know, they're, they're not going to be in the house, you know, for another eight or years, seven years, yeah. whatever, you know, say they leave yeah. at 18 to go to college. I don't have a lot of time left with them. And so it wasn't more so maybe other than planning adventures with them, we like to travel and stuff, you know, and so maybe that, but it's more of being focused in the moment with them and really soaking up mm. that time with them. Yeah. Focused in the moment. I know it's like, as it starts to get closer, you realize these moments aren't going to last forever. These kids aren't going to be yes. here forever, but then, but then it's such a tension dude as a business owner and you got employees and you got goals and you got stuff it's very easy because you spend so many hours at your business. It's easy to get wrapped up. You know, sometimes I hate like Sunday. You ask me Sunday afternoon. I'm like family, bro. Family. You ask me <laughs> by three o'clock on Monday. I'm like, let's get some shit done around here. It's time to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And trying to remind myself like, dude, I like Sunday, Ned. I like that guy. Um, but I think that's why God created the day of rest, right? It's this, it's, you got to have rhythm in your life. You got to have both. You got to live in the tension of both. Um, all right. How many years you've been married? I am, uh, will be 17 years in August. Yeah, boy. 17 years. Congratulations. What a gift, yep. dude. Very much work, so. Huh? Every day. It's a, it's a, <laughs> It's a, it's a con constant choice every day, isn't it? it? It is, dude. It is. Yes, it is for sure. Uh, but it is one of the most beautiful things, man, the gift to, to dive into that, the gift to the world, to show it's possible for opposites to attract, to, for opposites to live together, to work it out. I mean, we live in such a world where it's like, we, our political parties, our views, like everything has to be my way. And dude, a marriage is a freaking big old reminder that, that we were created to be in conflict and, and work together and come to agreement and not be selfish pricks. Um, and my marriage helps me to not, to not be that guy. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So you got two kids, 11 and 14 boy, girl, what's the combo there? Yeah, so Mason is our oldest, and he is our son. He's 14, and Kirkland is our firecracker little daughter who's 11. Dude, that's a cute name, man. I like that. Okay, so then just share with me, random question, what's one way that you connect with your son, and what's one way you connect with your daughter? Yeah, so my son would be, he loves... Uh, outdoors and hunting and riding his dirt bike and anything like that so if we can 
spend any amount of time as you can kind of see from here i'll show you we uh we've been on some grand adventures yeah bro yeah we got to to go do some pretty cool hunts and do some stuff and so that's kind of what he likes to do he loves the outdoors he loves uh camping and and he loves uh mechanics you know so he loves mm -hmm. to work on his dirt bike he loves to frankenstein two bikes together in the garage you know with yeah. parts and stuff like that he loves that sort of stuff so um that's a really good way that we get to connect it's is through that's either beautiful. working on something together or going on a going on a hunt or a camp or an adventure we had a a pretty legendary hunt that he uh experienced as and he'll tell you it, it's uh it's the best time of his life and we got wow. to go out to new mexico to hunt uh antelope but it was like a hunt we've never been on before they put us out in the reservation in teepees no power no anything so you you teepee hunted you know, under the stars, and we went and searched old Indian ruins for the day while we were looking for antelope, and it was just a legendary hunt that we, wow. I mean, we still talk about it to this day, so it was, uh, you know, such a fond memory for him and for me to be able to spend that with him, you know, so that that's what he really enjoys. Um, Love that. Kirkland is, uh, she's a basketball nut. She okay. loves basketball. She plays club volleyball too. She's a, a really, really good little athlete. And so she uh, drags me out and we shoot hoops at every hour of the night or hit the volleyball back and forth inside. And, and, uh, so and, and she's a chatterbox. So I know <laughs> that's the intentional time with her is yes. when I get to, to, to shoot hoops and it's just us or volleyball that's when I kind of get to dig deep with her. And, and that's mm. the kind of stuff you want to pick up on, you know, is when, yes. because your children are so different, even though they live under the same roof, just, you know, as, as me and her mom are different, you know, one together, yeah. but different. And so it was uh, a while, maybe, maybe three years ago, two, two to three years ago, I really started focusing on, how to be intentional with getting what uh, she needed, right? And she needed yeah. to talk and communicate. And so for more, for me, it was trying to figure out the best way and times to do that. And and so those activities that they like to do is such yeah. a great way to do it. Dude, that is really insightful. And I think for dads to hear this, so you think about your 11-year-old daughter. You said two to three years ago you got intentional about, um, like, where to do it, right? So, like, basketball, right? Yeah. You realize if I go shoot hoops. Now, I think dads, there's always stuff on our mind. And I even find myself, like, if I'm, uh, you know, passing the volleyball back and forth with my daughter, having a conversation, I have to fight to be like, don't think about work. Listen. Don't think about what yeah. you got to do later. Listen. Right? But, dude, that that relationship you're cultivating with your 11 year old, right? When they're 15, 17, 19, 22 female in the world, they've got their dad that they can trust to call and talk to. And, and it's so important. It's so important to cultivate that. Like our daughters need that and look around our world. It is, it is a desperate need. So dads, it's up to you to cultivate that. So dude, kudos to you to cultivate that and then to find the way to do it, right? Because sometimes if you just sit down or you're in the car, it might be hard, but you're shooting hoops, you start getting her opening up, start talking. And then before you know it, you're out there for half an hour and you just learn about all her friends and school and all the stuff, dude. Yeah. And, and like you're saying that it's because too, like you have to start to realize too, when the walls start to come up, right. And they will with your kids too. And so what I started finding was when I didn't come from a place of play with her, right? Mm. I had to come from a, a place of play. Like we are playing. It's fun. It's lighthearted, right? When I started to try to be more intentional, it would be like, you know, maybe something that she was dealing with. Um, I'm t I can't put a finger on something specific, but say like, you know, it was, you know, 
So this uh, boy's picking on you at school. Tell me about this or tell me this email that I got from your teacher on why you're not doing good with grades and then expect her then to just open up to me and and want to communicate and talk with me. Well, it's it's hard, especially for for girls like what you were saying, too, is it's actually coming from a place where they're going to feel comfortable to be able to talk to you about this stuff, you know? And for my daughter, it was coming from a place of play. I I saw that's where my real connection started. That's how I really could dive in a little bit deeper inside. And as I surface level played and did this stuff, then it wasn't such a wall that went up when Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, tell me what's going on with, you know, this, I saw this, you know, text or whatever of, you know, one of your friends and y'all were kind of talking mean back and forth. What about that? Or this boy with this or whatever. Right. And so it's the little realizations like that when you really want to be intentional with them and learn how to communicate with them. That's the kind of stuff that's going to make the difference in, in the teenage years, you know, and, and seeing this with my daughter, right. Is I missed some of this with Mason. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, when we were doing this sort of stuff, it was like, hand me the freaking wrench, hand me this, like hurry through this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what you said, because my my mindset was different, too. It was like what you're saying. I'm busy. It's Tuesday. I'm on a work. I've got work stuff going on. OK, let's get this bike. Let's get it fixed and let's you know get you on the road or whatever. And so I missed some of that. Right. And so mm-hmm. I had to go back and see, too, like how I was going to repair that. Because in his formal teenage years coming up, he needs his dad. For sure. He needs me to be there to be able to listen to him and wade through some of this stuff together, you know? And so, you know, it's just it's just really, really being aware of that stuff. Dude, the awareness piece is huge, right? And it, but it's the balance of like not feeling like you're behind. Right. Like I, it's like our kids are a part of our process of learning and growing. It's like now my youngest is 10 and my oldest is 16. So I'm like, dude, give me some little kids. I'd crush it now. But then those kids wouldn't have their dad learning alongside them. So it's really kind of an interesting process how it's all set up that you feel like I kind of didn't do this with my 16 year old, but now I'm doing it with my 10 year old, you know, uh, but also the stuff that your 16 year old got with you of the hand me the freaking wrench. And you know, like that cultivated some of his work ethic and some of his desires. So it's like, none of it's wrong. I mean, I'm sure it could be like if, if people aren't trying, but none of it's wrong. It's just such an interesting process. Um, I want to back up and ask a couple questions here real quick, 60 seconds or less. What do you do for a living? And I asked this question just to help fathers connect with what it is that, you know, you do on your daily life. Yeah. So, so I run a, uh, a drilling company, which is uh, commercial pier drilling and uh, bridge piers, cell towers. We pour uh, some concrete. We have a trucking division that does some heavy haul trucking. We have a crane division that does, uh, you know, crane picks for the drill side and then some stuff here and there. And so heavy equipment, heavy construction, labor, that sort of business is what I own. S&W Foundation, best in the business. (laughs) S&W Foundation, there you go. Um, And then your family lives in Texas. Yeah. Um, When did you embrace fatherhood? So so at what point, right, did you go, man, this matters, my role matters? Was it two, three years ago as you're kind of embracing some things with your daughter? Was it the moment you found out, James, you're going to be a dad. Was it when your kid was six months old? Do you remember anything of like when you realized, dude, this matters big time? Man, that's such a deep question because uh, I think it's like, yeah, I would hope to say anybody that's like, hey, I'm pregnant. You're about to be a dad. Like, that's a oh shit moment, right? Internally, kind of, it's like as happy as I was, I was still kind of like, oh shit. I'm about to be responsible <laughs> for this little person. Yeah, no doubt. And and so I had a good example, too, of parents, mm-hmm. right? And so I had that to lean on. And me and my wife are, you know, both of us come from undivorced homes, wow. which is rare. Gift. 
Yeah, yeah. it's very rare. And so it was, oh shit, kind of, I'm going to be a dad, but it was like, I've got good support system between mm-hmm. her mom and her dad and my mom and her dad. And for the first, you know, few years with both kids, we had joint custody between the grandparents, basically like her mom on her side, wanted the babies one weekend and my mom wanted them the next. And it was like <laughs> every other Saturday was with her mom or my mom. Right. And it's twofold. It was awesome to have that much support, but it let me kind of slack in my duties as a dad too, right? I was easily had the excuse to, well, uh, my wife's mom's name was Cindy and my mom is Nancy. So it was like, Cindy's going to have them this weekend. I'm going to go to the bar and watch football. Or my mom's going to have them. I'm going to go out of town with the boys and go hunting. And looking back on it now, you know, it, it, it was a major shift for me about five or six years ago to where I was like, I missed a lot of the young young childhood stuff for them. And and not to the point like I wasn't present ever. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's a, there's a different, definite difference between intentionally being present and just being present because you're there because you have to be. It's way different. And so what made that shift for you? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was just a maturity process, right? It's just kind of along the way it was like, man, I want I want more for them and more relationship with them. Mm. And, and I would say too, I think dads listening to this would say like the baby stage, right? That's kind of more for mom. Like we don't like, it's okay. We'll hold them and whatever, but it's not like, you know, it's, it wasn't my favorite. I'll say, but you give me like three, four, five, six, seven year olds and we can play and they can communicate at least enough to say they're hungry or they want to go to the park or whatever. See, that's when the real fun started for me. Right. And yeah. so being able to to dive into that more and then start to figure out their little personalities and how mm-hmm. they're like this, like mom or like this, like dad and 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 really getting to come into their own. That that was the part for me that really made the, the biggest change was when they really started having personalities for me. Yeah. Dude, thanks so much for sharing that. I, I think that a lot of us don't share that, but I think it's a reality for us. Yeah. And I think that some sometimes dads might feel bad about it. But like you said, it's it's just part of it. You know, it's a maturity on so part of it. Part of it is like now my kid can go hunting with me or whatever. But it wasn't like you were so set in old ways that you didn't embrace it. So uh, it's beautiful, man. What have you learned about yourself? You know, we kind of talked about marriage is an everyday choice to, you know, show up and be engaged. What have you learned about yourself in being a dad? You know, you've got a daughter and a son and you probably see yourself in both of them. Stuff you like about yourself, stuff you don't um, or stuff you're working on, I should say. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself in being a dad? Hmm. I would say. I think the biggest thing that I've learned and, and Ruck actually kind of helped me, uh, you got the rise up King shirt for people that don't know. Um, they've really, and this was even more so before that, but it, it was, there's always more in the tank. And I, Mm. I feel like we come off of work and we come off of, of, all that encompasses making a living, right? Because that's an important piece for for most of these dads that are going to listen to this. They're humping it, right? Every day, six days a week or mm-hmm. side jobs and everything. And, and it encompasses making a living for their family. And we get caught up in this. I want to have better for my kids than I have, right? Have you ever heard that mm-hmm. before? Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And so why do we get so caught up in better for my kids than I had always around money or monetary things? Wow. Yeah, that's good. Why could it not be 
better than I had growing up where I had a real relationship with my dad where he was vulnerable and I knew like, mm. yeah, he wasn't perfect. He had this or, or instances like that. Right. And so it's like more in the tank for me of, it's like when I leave this office right here and I head, I got 30, 40 minute drive to our property where my mom and dad live and they retired out there and they have their little cabin by the pond and they're out there and they get to see their grandkids. It's like the Rocky music comes on in my truck on the way out mm -hmm. there, right? No matter what kind of bullshit I put up with here and whatever happened and was thrown at me here, it's a conscious effort when I get in that truck to decompress for that 30 minutes because now I'm going full tank back in. And it's hard to do some days, right? We know it. I mean, there's days where yeah. we're, we're drowning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, you make such a good point is there's more in the tank, but it does require you to be intentional. And I can find myself a lot saying, okay, I'm going to be in, the, say I get off at three, like I've been living in Hawaii, but my I'm working California time, like, all right, I'm going to be in at three, right? And it's 2.45 and I go, okay, I take this last call and then it runs to 3.05, but then I'm charged up because the call was, I got a sale or I didn't get a sale or an employee's pissed or whatever. So it's like that 30, 40 minute drive home. I think some of us dads, especially us listening to podcasts, like right now, right? Yeah. Like, are you listening to this podcast on your way to go home? Or maybe you're listening to like a business podcast or something. And so you haven't decompressed. So now you're talking about walking into the home while your mind is going to finish the thoughts on uh, my business or the issue I'm having at work. So I think, like you said, turning on, I think music is great. You know, like lately I've been listening to Zach Bryan radio. That really gets me from work mode to like, what do I actually care about mode? And, and it's a shift for me versus I'm going to listen to some, I don't know, dude, some heavy metal. Like if I'm working out or something that's charging me. So I think critical dude, I think there's more in the tank. But are you setting yourself up to access that additional energy for what you want to? Yeah, that's that's right, too, because it's going to be different for all these ads or anybody. Right. That, But once you get clear too, right on mm, what it is, clarity. Yes. Right. Because that's really what it is, because you may be having to go home to where it's not going to be playful and fun. Maybe it's going to yeah. be like, hey, I have a serious conversation with Mason today. Right. Yeah. And that, yep. that, that recently has happened to me. Right. Like it was some stuff was unearthed and there was some text messages and some stuff. That's a whole different mm -hmm. conversation with these kids <laughs> and electronics that I'm sure you're going to have to touch on at some point on this podcast. And I had to switch from playful dad, right. Ready to get home. And I had to get in the word, get in mm -hmm. some praise in prayer on like, okay, so now how are we going to deal with this situation at, at hand and guide and direct me, Father? So there's instances mm. like that too, right? So you got to know the room. You got to be yes. able to recognize too these things as they come up because as the dad and the head of the household, we deflect responsibility a lot on this on mom. Yes, we do. And that's not right. And that's not what God tells us to do. You're to nut up, right? And for yeah. lack of terms, this is you, right? This is this is what you're called to do as a father. And a lot of times we're like, oh, that's difficult. And I, even even in my instance, I, I say this from personal experience so so they understand. I was so ready to, hey, Mal, which is my wife. Hey, yeah, I got your, I saw the emails from the school about these texts and I saw the, the deal about, you know, X, Y, Z with Mason. Uh, I'm going to, I got to work late tonight, man. I got some real stuff going on at the office or, uh, the, man, these trucks are broke down. I've got to deal with that. Right. And we yeah. would knowingly make that excuse for work because we knew they would buy it, mm. but that's yeah. not us taking the role that we're supposed to getting clear on how we're going to go home and deal with it as the father should. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like when we don't do that? Right. Yeah. It puts undue burden on our spouse. 
Uh, And it takes away a bit of our confidence, right? We're becoming passive, which then I want to walk tall. I want to respect the man I see in the mirror, but I got to take action. But a couple things you said about this that I think are really powerful for dudes to hear is one, nut up. Two, (laughs) two is uh, taking responsibility and not deflecting, right? So that was really the thing you said. Don't deflect this, right? Don't use an excuse. And I think that's just a great question in general. What excuses are you making for yourself right now? Like, what are you excuses? Are you believing I'm too busy at work? Whatever. The other thing is, is you said, get clear. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to get clear on, okay, I'm the dad. This is how I want to handle this. But here was the formula that you said, one, I am the dad or dad. I am the dad. I am the leader and I'm going to get clear, but on your way home, I'm also going to pause and I'm going to read some scripture and I'm going to pray and be like, God, this is how I think I'm going to do it. Give me some direction. If it's something else, I think that it's huge to not just run it like an employer sometimes and run in and just treat your kid like an employee. Like we're getting a write up. This is what we're doing, but you have to go in with some little bit more delicate, um, how to approach. And, and I think that that admission that I can't do this alone is really powerful, bro. Yeah, I think what you said too kind of ties back into now that it's coming full circle, right? Now it would go back into getting clear on what it was there. And then it's, hey, Mason, let's go work on your dirt bike for a little bit, right? Uh, Yeah. And then you tie it in because you're already aware on how to reach them or get to them, right? So that's something, right? That's a big deal because if I go in guns blazing with Mason, cause he's Kirk Kirkland's real outgoing and, and loud. And she is just all, all about it. Like me, Mason is a little bit more of a, a milder personality. He's kind of quiet. Right. And so if I come and, and this is some personal experience, I say this because this is how my fiery personality works. I would get out of the truck, get in there and be like, what are you doing? I, right. What? Right. And we all know it. We all know what we do. And it's immediately come in the door. We're going to deal with it. Mm. It's just bam, bam, bam. The darts are flying. Yeah. And you can see it on their face, their countenance now. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now when you actually look at it in, in the eyes of like, I know how to reach my son. I know Mm. him so well. Right. I know yeah. him so well. I know how to and where to go with this then so we can have a real conversation about it so he'll open up to me. But it's really important to tie those together. <sighs> Dude, really? Something you said, and I think this is the responsibility of the father, is know how to communicate to your kid. And like yeah. you just said, you, both kids are different, so I need to know how to communicate. It's not about communicating on my level. Well, this is how I communicate. You got to yeah. be a chameleon as the dad and shift. So I think that's a key. Know your kids. Know your kids. Know your kids. Yeah. That's huge. Um, to do that, you need to know yourself as well, right? Like yeah. I would like to just roll up your guns blazing because um, I feel that way too, and it usually doesn't work out so hot. Um And then this thought, man, are we really trying to correct their behavior or are we trying to make a connection with them? Because the reality is, is like, I'm living life trying to figure things out. They're living life trying to figure things out. This is less about me correcting their behavior, more about me coming alongside and navigating life as a guide with them. And I think sometimes I'm just thinking about the behavior. Maybe it makes me look like an idiot. Maybe my wife's pissed. I don't know, you know, but I go to the behavior versus the connection opportunity. Yeah, that's really good, man. I I think that's powerful. I've never thought about that, but you're a hundred percent right. More so in the aspect of like, you, you damn right. Right. I'm trying to figure this out too. Right. Yeah. Like we just sat there and said like, man, I'm not perfect either as a dad, right? And they're not going to be perfect as a child either. And so having the basic space to free flow together, yeah. to be able to communicate and, and do it together, like that's the space you want to live in though, right? I mean. Yeah. And it's delicate, right? To Because there is um, responsibility, accountability, and there's consequence, 
but your consequences a lot come from your actions. It's like, I don't want to give my kid the excuse like, Hey, everybody makes mistakes, but I also it's, so it's delicate, dude. I guess you kind of got to read the situation as the father, but that's really the, the dance that you as the dad get to play is like, what's the consequence? What's the conversation? Uh, dude, it's not easy, bro. <laughs> no. This is easy. Yeah. And, and with that said too, like everybody that's here and listening and watching or whatnot, you think like, well, shit, I'm never going to get it right because it, it feels like <laughs> maybe you'll be too lenient or right. in, in our terms, lenient, right? Cause you'll be like, well, I talk to him about him. Right. And then you'll have mama be like, well, did you spank him? What, what, what you, you know, the punishment you're like, well, I'm trying to, you know, go alongside him. And then yep. it's like, well, that'll never work. That'll <laughs> never work, you know, or whatever it is. Right. And so you navigate all these things. And then sometimes, you know, you just feel like, oh man, I just don't know if I'm going to ever get this right. But at the end of the day, when you do have those breakthroughs and victories, right? And yep. and like in Ruckow, they tell us to celebrate wins, right? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you grabbed your wife and was like, I had a win today with Mason. I had a win today with Kirkland. Hey, I saw you and I saw the situation. Dude, hell yes. Good yeah. job. What a win, right? And that's the mindset too that we we don't get because we're always like, oh, I messed this up. I did this. Mm. I did that. But we never give ourselves the wins. Yeah. And those are important too. Yeah. They're really they important. Yeah. I've, I, I need that. I need to live with that a little bit more because it's easy for me at the end of the day to just look at where I messed up and not the yeah. wins. And that, that book, The Gap in the Gain, has really been speaking to me the last six months or so about <clears throat> measuring the win. Um, dude, we could wrap forever. I'm going to jump to a couple more questions. Um, <laughs> what do you, in, in a sentence or two, like you've already shared so much, uh, but in a sentence or two, what would you say or define the role of the father as? Hmm. Mm, that's a good one. Mm. I would say my role as a father is design or basically I want them to see how resilient I was in loving them and mm-hmm. loving their mother. I want them to see that dad never ever gave up on that. No matter and dad's failed a lot. Dad has problems just like everybody else does, but I want them to see what it really looks like to pursue and be resilient. And I pursue Mm. them for relationship and they see me pursue their mother more than anything else. And that is what I really, really want them to take from me is that, that really pursuit of God, mother, and them just on a, in a really deep relationship level. Dude, it's so powerful. I think that uh, obviously our world would look a lot different if, if men, fought for their families, right? And that's what you're talking about is this is a choice, right? It's a choice. When you say pursue, when you say resilient, when you say love, sometimes if we say love without those other words, it's like a feeling based, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a decision based, right? And I think that one of the greatest gifts we can give our children is to love our wives because I mean, it shows my son not to puss out when things get hard. It shows my daughter to expect a man to show up and, and be there and be present and be engaged and to fight for them. Um, so I think, yeah, dude, the role of the father is so significant and it really can't be unattached from the mother, right? It's attached. And I get there's messy stories and there's divorce and there's things, but if you can fight for that, I think it's one of our greatest callings. No doubt. So this podcast is called Fatherhood Field Notes, and you're doing it right. You're opening up your field notes, sharing your life yeah. with us, the good, the bad, all of it. The mantra behind it is rebel and create. And and this could be applied to so many things, but I, I rebel against, you know, uh, having our cell phones on Sunday morning so that we can create uh, family breakfast time or whatever. Or I rebel against, you know, something on a larger scale. 
Um, but when you hear the words rebel and create, what's something that you, James, are rebelling against? And what do you hope to create out of that rebellion? Mm, that's a good question, too. Um, I really want to rebel against like status quo of today's society of strong dads like rebel against i'm sorry rebel against like weak dads like we aren't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can't fight for what we believe in mm-hmm. we can't fight for our family right it's like modern day right now is just like put like us in this little box of like you know the women can make decisions and and not saying that they can't but you know like we're called to be the head of the household we're called to lead our families and like it's been a big shift in society, right? Away from us for that. And the more that we can do that and be present and and actually lead, right? That, that will change like so many lives along the way. And these children's lives, right? When they see a really strong masculine dad, right? Because what, what you get now is, is men are more portrayed as weak, and that's not yeah. what we're intended to be. So what do you mean when you say, and, and I know what you mean, but I want to hear you say it. <laughs> when you say be a strong, masculine dad, lead your house, make decisions. What does that look like? Yeah, it means like not just uh, saying something to appease some somebody that mm-hmm. maybe is not what you believe. Standing up for what's right and what you actually believe. The beauty of it is, is Ned, I love you, but we can disagree on something and it's not going to make me hate you, yeah. right? We yeah. can have different views on some major issue right now, whatever it could be. And I'm just throw one out there. We could disagree on it. And that would be what you thought, what I thought. And I could still be strong in my belief and not have to cower or bow down just to make you happy or appease you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't do that nowadays. If you don't fit in this small box on what everybody on this side says, right, then it's, that's it, you know? And it's just, that's not what we want to do. It's not how we want to live. Want to be able to lead your family. Yeah. That's right. In in the way that you see fit. And for me, right? And for you, it's how God sees fit. And that's okay if you don't believe in God or whatever, but that's what we believe and that's what we're, you know, striving to be after. Yeah, I think sometimes when people hear the the masculine energy, they're thinking of like this uh mean king. Yeah. Right. We, we talk about rise up Kings in this group that we're in. And, and I think that sometimes our society's thinking of this like mean King who's, who's taking. Yeah. But when you, what you're talking about is giving, right? People want to be in a place of, of, of not engaging in the fight. And you're talking about giving your life, your time, your energy, your creativity, like serving your family, dying to yourself and really leaning into the things at your core that you believe are true. And, and I think that men are stuck. They're, they're not doing that because they're not realizing the calling on their life to fight for their family and what that means. It's not about, do I feel, it's not about, do I feel like my needs are being met, but am I meeting the needs of the family? Yeah, that's good. That's rich, bro. Why do you want to do that? What do you want to create out of that? Well, I think it's, I want to create healthy relationships for my children, Mm. right? I want them to have healthy relationship in life and to be able to stand up for themselves because it's only getting to the point that from what I can see, you know, is, is they could easily be run over by the, by circumstances in life, by other people. Right. And when you say these things of like the strong King and like being able to fight for your family and fight for what you believe, right? Like this country is set on, like, we're here because we fought for freedom. We fought for what we believed. Right. And it's the same thing for them as, as they move forward with life. 
And it's sad, but people and circumstances will try to take advantage of you in life. And if you aren't grounded in what you believe and have a sense of self-worth, right? Because that's another thing that's a big thing that encompasses mm-hmm. that is feeling of self-worth to be able to be like, I am son of James Milhorn. I know my yeah. worth. I am son of Christ almighty. I know my worth. I can engage you in this conversation because it's either right or wrong, right? Or this or that or whatever it is. But the confidence to be able to go and articulate that and not out of hate, because that's another thing too, right? Nobody's going to hear that if you articulate yourself in hate and anger and all these things, right? So when you really think of somebody strong, And somebody that we can oppose views or whatever it is, but it's somebody doing it, like you had said earlier, from a place of love, right? I can love you and still disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's really important that what you said is self-worth. And I think that that comes from a father in an immense way. Like dads, you have a lot of power for your kids to see who they are, to know who they are, to have self-worth. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that they are just an exact reflection of you that they have to think and feel exactly as you feel. But I also don't think it's just like, go decide whatever you want. Go follow the crowd. It's your job to instill in them, you know, the core values, the principles that matter, and then give them the freedom to explore that so that they become their own. Uh, that's critical. Like it's our job to call our children into themselves. Right. And it comes back to what you were talking about, James, like, you know, your daughter, you know, your son, but along that of you discovering them, you're helping them discover themselves. You're helping them to see who they are, the, the unique personality that they were created with, which doesn't mean that it's like anything goes, right? It doesn't mean that. It does mean, though, that we're unique. We're created in the image of God. And and there are the millhorn values that we're going to pass on to you about family and love and consistency and fighting for the things that matter most to you. But who, and the self-worth piece of like, who's telling you what matters most, right? Are you pausing? I tell my kids all the time, if you see 99 people walking that way, that does not mean you should start walking that way. It means you should pause and ask yourself, where's everybody heading? Do I believe that? Does that resonate with my soul? If not, that doesn't mean you got to go that way. You might Mm -hmm. have to actually walk the other way because most people aren't pausing to ask themselves. They're just saying like the line's going this way. So I'm going to go that way. But that's, that's what you're talking about. That self-worth, right? Yeah. Is knowing that my val or my opinion has value. My opinion matters. Um, dude, I love that. Um, before I ask you my last question, bro, we could talk forever. And I love this, just everything that's come up about focused in the moment and being present. And there's more in the tank and, uh, just a lot of really rich nuggets for us dads. Is there anything we didn't touch on that is kind of resonating with you that you you'd like to uh, bring up? Hmm. I would say just really to kind of circle back on what we said, since this is for dads on really not being too hard on yourself. Hmm. Now, not being too hard on yourself doesn't mean not taking responsibility for the things that you're doing either. Okay. But I find that dads, especially ones that I've talked to um, in a little bit different life season than me now with some younger, you know, children, it's easy to get caught up in the failures because Mm -hmm. you fail a lot as a dad in the beginning. And God created grace for us to use, you know, and I would say, give yourself some grace. But when you find yourself giving yourself grace, do some homework on research on what's going on with you and really dive into it, too. And so that's been my discovery more so than anything is the recognition of, okay. I'm going to give myself some grace on this because uh, like the deal with Mason and his phone, we're navigating some waters right now that I'm not used to. Right. Yeah. Girl mm-hmm. is on the phone texting. 
girls are a little bit more liberal than they used to be. Or back when I, you know, we didn't have phones until later on in high school for me. And so this is all new, right? And I put some stuff in place and it didn't, it didn't really work the way I thought it was going to. And I was real upset with myself about it. Mm. And it's mm. to get in those positions. Like, you know, you're like, damn it. What, you know, I, I, you know, I thought this was good, you know, this, and, uh, you'll, uh, you'll know I did a reframe on it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, is this a hundred percent true? No. Mm. So when I get those a hundred percent true things and I answer no, then it's time for me to go back in and do some research or some exploring on that, on how to get to the outcome that I want. Yep. And so I would say, have some grace on yourself. And when you recognize yourself having grace, right, have it and, and experience it, then go do some homework and, and try to figure out what it is moving forward that's going to give you the outcome that you want. Yeah, that, that's so good. Don't give up after the one failure. Like you yeah. wouldn't do yeah. that in your job. You wouldn't do that in your marriage. I mean, hopefully, right? So with your kids, same deal. Create a habit of like assuming this outcome is probably not going to be what I thought it was going to be. I'm probably going to have to go back to the drawing board, but I, I, I can see a lot of times I'm, I'm prioritizing work or other things. And so I just hope that I'm able to solve problems fast with my family so I can get back to what I was doing. Yeah. And that's not really the point, right? Like Correct. what if I were to think that way about work so that I can just continue to dig deeper and deeper with my family, you know, cause even like we talked about, the phone situation, man, that's okay. The message at church yesterday was so fire, bro. It, it's like, stop correcting behavior and start looking at the heart. Like what's the desire, right? So just because I can get my son to do exactly what I said, is that really what I want? Or am I, is this a heart issue where I'm wanting to him to consider his desires, whatever that might be slacking off, running around, just want to go surf, whatever. And that's the same thing with us and God, right? Is it's not so much about sin. It's about what are your desires? Are are you progressing in your desires for life? Am I constantly selfish thinking about myself or are my desires to love and serve other people becoming the top of my thinking? And that's what I want, right? Is not to always be thinking about myself. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little tangent. No, but that, that's, that's good, man. Yeah, so getting engaged with our kids, dude. And that's what you're talking about is, is you're going to fail as dad and just jump in, dude, fight, fight. And that's rebellion, dude, is rebellion is going to war over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Cause that's a great point too. What you said, you just hit home with me because it is easy, right? When we have those failures to just be like, Oh, well it didn't work. I guess I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk to Mason about that again, or I'm just not going to do that. Right. And, and it's the pushing in part and leaning into it is where the growth is going to happen. Right. Yes. And yes, for both of us. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we got to get unstuck from it's about just focused on the behavior. Like, obviously, yes, my kid needs to, to take responsibility, but it's leaning into just because they're not doing X anymore. That may not be the win, like the big win. Yeah. You know, it's engaging in a connecting in a conversation. Um, dude, oh, my gosh. I want to be a great dad, dude. I really yeah. do. Me, it's me tough. too, man. Every day it's, it's like, it's like the prayer of my heart is Lord help me with these children. Right. It's just like such a, there's nothing more. I think as fathers that is just the, you know, when they talk about the apple of our eye as our children, you know, and it's just, there's nothing more you want than your children to be successful members of society, successful chasing their dreams and giving, you know, everything they have and like seeing that and like taking just, all of it in stride with them, you know, and having that just, just like heartfelt, like, oh, you're killing it. I love it. Right. There's nothing more you love than to see your kids succeed, you know, dude, man, as you said that, okay. So as you said that our kids are the apple of our eye, I wanted to make a joke. Like you mean the thorn in our side, but I think <laughs> it's a perspective. Like, do I look at when, when something comes up today, like I have my day planned, right? 
But when something unexpected comes up with my son or one of my daughters, is it a thorn in my side or is it apple of my eye? Which apple of my eye, if I think about it, I still need to take care of that apple. It doesn't just mean that they're just making dad proud all the time. It's, it's that I'm investing in that apple, right? I'm investing in it, it, it flourishing. And that is going to take me being engaged in that. Um, but I think sometimes I can fall into, this is a thorn in my side because it's, it's interrupting my day, which yeah. I don't want to live there. No doubt. Mm, dude, got all these ahas from you, bro. All right, <laughs> man, here's my last question for you. It's a legacy question. So imagine 30 years from today, your kids are going to be right around your age, your season, hitting their 40s. If you were to stand out on the street and peer into their homes, what would you see being played out that would put a smile on your face going, James showed up more days than he didn't. And I, I see that, that my kids my kids are having families. They're living well because of the way I showed up. What would you see played out in their homes? Man, I would say, you know, just it's hard for me to say, you know, for me, it would be them having a, a bunch of kids and a wife that they loved and they were sitting around having conversation, reading the Bible and and uh, or playing a board game, just just communicating, living, fellowshipping together and and being happy. But. I also don't want to put them in a box on if they don't want children, that's okay too. That's my dream for them. Right. And yeah, so it's good. I always try to with them. I want to nudge in direction of being a good person and following God and these things. Right. But I don't want to box them in what I want for them either. And so I love the question because it gets me smiling, thinking like, in my head, I see, you know, I see them with their families and they're happy and they've got a picture of me on the wall by the mantle because they love <laughs> yeah. dad so much and he yeah, was yeah. so awesome and, and <laughs> got the pictures of all his animals that we've killed on the wall and, the, you know, the grandkids are asking for grandpa to come over. <laughs> so that would be my vision. But, you know, for them, it's, it's whatever they want to be happy, you know, that, mm. that's what I really want. Yeah. James, man, I just have a, a, a love for you, bro. The way that you're showing up for your wife, your kids, your, your joy, right? Like I, at the very beginning, you, you said to me, Hey, this is my first podcast. I don't really yeah. know. And I said, just bring that laugh, bro. Just that laugh <laughs> is all that we need. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. So dude, just keep getting up every day and, and, and focusing on those wins, bro. The, the, the level of, um, of love that you bring to your interactions, I know makes a huge impact. And so I just appreciate the human you are. I appreciate the the pursuit of greatness and excellence. Um, and uh, I just, I just look forward to continuing to get to know you, bro. Mad blessings to you and your family. And I look forward to seeing you on Friday. Man. Thank you so much, Ned. I'm looking forward to Friday and seeing you and, and really looking forward, man, for this uh, this vision and this book to get out from you and the lives mm. that it's going to touch. God is going to use this, man. You are a magnet when it comes to this. And I love you. And I told you, remember, when we were at Ruck, like I said, man, there's just, it was, uh, man, it was what I needed at the time. And you have this gift about it, man. And you were going to touch many lives with this. And I'm excited to see how God continues to work you, man. Ah, oh, that means so much. All right, brother. Did you, Until did Friday. you get that I said how God continues to work you? Because he's yeah. working on you, man, to help other he, people oh, every day. Don't I know it, bro? Don't <laughs> I know it? And, 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 and I'll tell you, I think that that's been my biggest realization in coming into my 40s is there is zero arrival. Zero. Yep. The, 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 and he just keeps throwing stuff at me, but but I'm realizing more and more that it's, life is about being in the tension of that struggle, dude. Like that's where the Kings are made. Yeah. Right. Is, is in the struggle. So it's like, now I don't want the fight to ever end. I'm getting that now, you know, um, beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Have a great day, dude. I look forward to hanging out with you on Friday. All right, dude. I'll see you then. Thanks, Ned. 
What an incredible conversation. Guys, I think this really goes to show, like James and I just had a conversation. Uh, men are really designed, I believe, to rely on each other. So I encourage you, go have conversations like these with other dudes. Like you can grow by one, inspiring others and being inspired. Like both James and I through this conversation, there was energy where we both grew. And, and I know that you did too by listening in, but you can also have these conversations. So go have those. Um, dudes, you guys are already making massive change to your legacy and family tree by investing in yourself as a father. As you know, many men stumble into their role as a father and our society is in desperate need of fathers who know who they are and are engaged in their homes. I'm so excited that the Adventure of Fatherhood Children's book is being published tomorrow. It's going to be available by the time you hear this. Maybe it's been out for a long time, but I encourage you that the, the reason behind this is one that when a father reads it to their child, there's a connection made. And when the father reads it and sees the photos that they are inspired to really go on a journey to um, discover and embrace who they already are. Now, many men stumble into fatherhood. So you have an opportunity to order this book and read it to your kid. You have the opportunity to order this book, create a gift and give it to a new or young father to say, I see you, you have what it takes. Men need that. I need that. Um, or you can order the Adventure Fatherhood gift box and send it to a dad. Um, we'll do the legwork, right? And you can put a personalized note in there saying, hey, bro, welcome to fatherhood. You have what it takes. I see you. Really critical. We need more of this. Um, and that's why I made it. So go to adventurefatherhood.com. Do that. Help spread the word that fatherhood matters by encouraging other dads. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. <laughs>